Welcome to the Spiritual Father Podcast. I am Father Adam Carrico, and this homily was recorded on June 24th for the Solemnity of the Nativity of John the Baptist, 11 a.m. Mass at St. Boniface Catholic Church, Louisville, Kentucky. For readings can be found at usccb.org forward slash Bible forward slash readings. There you will also find links to listen to the readings and watch video reflections on the readings. I encourage you to check those out. Thank you for listening. Enjoy. A young boy, a child, found himself in the presence of God. And the child, realizing the immensity of the occasion, asked God, Is it true that a second to you is like a million years? And God said, Yes, a second to me is like a million years. And the small boy thought for a moment, he says, well then God, is it, would it then be true? Is a penny like a million dollars for you? God says, yes, a penny is like a million dollars. The boy stops, ponders for a moment, gets up the courage and asks, may I have a penny? And God says, in a second. There you go. There you go. God's promises sometimes take a little while. God doesn't always act right away. And in fact, from the very moment of our fall, from the very moment that sin entered the world, God had a plan. God promised us salvation. God promised us a remedy for that sin that had befallen us. But it took that plan quite some time to be carried out to come to fulfillment. And many, most perhaps maybe, began to lose faith and trust that that plan would be fulfilled. It took so long. When will God ever answer our plea? When will God fulfill his promise to us? It has been said slowly and then quickly. Slowly and then quickly. God slowly worked through the generations, one after the other, building upon the rest so that his plan may come to flourishing. But then once the plan began to be enacted, things really began to speed up. The moment that it all began was the moment when, at the Immaculate Conception, the hand of God protected the newly conceived or at the moment of her conception, the Virgin Mary, from the stain of original sin. From that moment, things really began to speed up. One thing led to another, and Christ entered the world. From there, he died for our sins, rose again, and we are here now, continuing to celebrate that mystery. One of the uh, occasions during that um, fulfillment of God's plan was the visitation of, of God to Zechariah. Now Zechariah, the, the father of John the Baptist, we hear about in our gospel today, he was a priest of the temple. And it was Zechariah's turn after they cast lots, it was his turn to go into the Holy of Holies, where only a few priests would go every year. On, spe on very special occasions. 
And when Zechariah entered the Holy of Holies, he encountered God. And God told him, Zechariah, you will have a son. Your wife, Elizabeth, will conceive a child. Being an old man, not used to the fulfillment of God's promises, Zechariah wasn't too sure about this. He doubted, said something like, God, I don't see how that could happen. I think many of us can understand being in that kind of position, wondering, how's God going to do this? How in the world could that happen? And from that moment of doubt, Zechariah was unable to speak. His mouth was closed, closed, his tongue frozen. He was unable to utter a single word. His doubt became manifest in his inability to speak, the inability to, to, to proclaim uh, the word. And this is a, a metaphor for the state of Israel itself. It had been years. It had been quite some time since the Jewish people had heard the word of God. Many, many years had passed since they had known a prophet. Many prophets had come before. They were instrumental in helping the Jewish people understand who they were and who they were called to be. Prophets like Isaiah, whom we heard from in our first reading, Ezekiel, uh, Elijah, important speakers for the word of God, conveying to the people, trust God, a Messiah will come, his promises will be fulfilled. But they had not heard from a prophet in ages. Really, since their return from the Babylonian captivity, there really hadn't been a major prophet come along. They were longing, they needed to hear a reminder of their hope, but they hadn't heard it until John the Baptist. We must remember that if John the Baptist wrote a book, if his words were recorded the way that Elijah's words or Isaiah's words were recorded, his proclamation, his steady response, make straight the way of the Lord would have been the last book of the Old Testament. He represents the culmination of all the prophets. He was the last one, the one that would actually have the opportunity to point and say, there he is. That's him. He has come. That one that you have been hoping for for so long, he is finally here. In this reality of John the Baptist speaking the word of God and pointing out the word of God in very self is manifest in his father's speechlessness. The doubt that had overcome the Jewish people had closed their hearts the way it closed John the ba uh, uh, Zachariah's ability to speak. Until he came along, they said, we're going to name him Zechariah. Elizabeth said, nope. His name is John. And Zechariah had the opportunity to display his doubt once more, to be hard-headed, to say, God, you've not allowed me to speak now for at least nine months. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to proclaim the truth now. But he did. 
He wrote down his name as John. He accepted the word of God. He lived that hope that he was called to live. And his mouth was opened once more. The word of God was heard again for the people of God. The word of God was alive once more. And John the Baptist would go on to live that life of the final prophet, to be an immense figure, a frightening figure. Even at his birth, we hear his neighbors and his relatives were afraid. What had happened with his birth, how Zachariah's mouth was closed and then opened, it brought fear to people. But they soon began to hear his words, hear how he was pointing out the Messiah has come. And one of the final, if not the final thing that he said, the final words of John the Baptist written in scripture, behold, the Lamb of God. There he is. After all of this time, your hope has been fulfilled. The promises of God have come true. It is here. The time is here. My sisters and brothers, you don't need to be John the Baptist. None of us really could. He's too unique of a figure. But I think more of us probably could look a little bit more like John the Baptist. The courage, the strength, the conviction to point out God when we see him, to hope that God's promises will continue to come true. But you're not called to be John the Baptist. You're called to be who you are, to live the promises of God alive in your hearts, to hope that God truly does fulfill his promises, to know and to live the reality of the word of God active in your life. Speak that word. Let that live through you. And let the birth of John the Baptist, the final Old Testament prophet, inspire you to hope that God does indeed fulfill his promises. I hope you have enjoyed this homily and have gained something from it. For more from Spiritual Father, please visit spiritualfather.org, where you will find other homilies, blog articles, social media posts, as well as links to various projects. Thank you for the support. May our Lord and Savior bless you this day and every day to come.